Blog Talk Radio. Okay, let's do it. It's time for Cinema Savants. I like this shit. You know, it's exciting. Your weekly source for movie news. An uncharted island. Let me list all the ways you're going to die. Movie reviews. Short of being set afire on stage, he's died the most rock and roll death imaginable. And the occasional Hollywood rumor. The only thing we don't have a God for is premature ejaculation. But I hear that that's coming quickly. Hosted by Todd Vandenberg. It's like the Mounties. We always get our man. And Rob Steele. Mrs. Peacock was a man? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Everyone sign. Yes. Good. On we go. Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly news for everything entertainment except music, because we don't do that here. Although we do no. a little bit, sometimes, occasionally. Uh, f- this week, fighting out of the red corner, he is Todd Red Rice Cakes Vandenberg. And I'm the guy in the other corner wondering if I have a decent name this week, and I don't. I just have, I've got nothing. I, I, I'm still... I'm still kind of – I'm not going to say – hungover is not the word that I'm looking for. Uh, overloaded from all the stuff that happened at Comic-Con last week. In the blue corner. There was a lot. Rob, I've got nothing still. That's, that's me. Ta-da. You know, I think that's the first time that either of us have actually said my name on this show. That's not in the opening credits. Uh-oh, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Damn. It's, the secret is out. Son of a ah, whatever. Uh, big news this week it, it, it's not big news. I'm, I'm kidding, but uh, I'm going to lead with it anyway. It, it comes from the the weekend box office where it, and we were talking about this. I mean, right up until the show started. Yes. The the movie of the weekend is still Dunkirk, of right. which I have something later in the show. The number two movie opened this weekend. And when it opened, it had – it is one of the few movies in history that has had a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I knew a that. perfect score. A perfect score of zero on Rotten <laughs> yeah. Tomatoes. That would be the Emoji movie. Um, it started with a perfect score of zero, and they screwed that up too. It's now got an eight. An eight? Wow. Yeah, out of a hundred. Last time I saw it, had, had a six last time I saw it, so jeez. Amazing. Two more people went, hey, I thought I liked this movie. No, it's – all the reviews are – I haven't seen a positive review of even the trailer, which I believe I mentioned when we first heard about this movie, what, last year sometime. And Mm -hmm. I said, folks, this movie is going to suck. Did you listen to me? No. You went to go see it anyway, didn't you? Fine. But the reason I think that this movie is making money right now is – I mean, and this is very simple. It's an animated movie aimed at teenagers and lower, and there are not any other options for kids at the moment. Are are you going to take your kids to see Dunkirk? No. Atomic no. Blonde? No. Uh, maybe Spider-Man Homecoming, maybe yes. Despicable Me 3, but Despicable Me yes. has already been out a couple of weeks. You've already taken the kids. 
Spider-Man, same deal. Valerian, who wants to go see Valerian? Not many people. I'd like to, but when it comes out on DVD, everything that's already out has already been out. You don't take your kids to the movie. You take your kids to the park. You take your kids to the zoo. If they want to see a movie, you pop in a DVD of an actual or Blu-ray, or you just stream an actual decent movie. You don't take them to a piece of crap. Here are the three critics who – here are, yeah, literally. Here are the three critics who apparently thought it was good. The three out of 39. Uh, a gentleman named David Kaplan. Won't win any prizes for animation, but at least it's an adventurous idea that will appeal to a variety of people. A very small variety, apparently, three critics. Yes. Uh, another one, Juanma uh, Fernandez Pari. The small scale achievements in this film are a model worthy of admiration. Really? Uh, this person right. apparently. Yeah, I'm not sure. This person actually gave it a positive review as, a poor, as opposed to the next person who said positive messages but colorful adventure is only meh. That is counted as a positive review. Uh, the really? thing that says at least it's an adventurous idea that will appeal, that was a positive review. So really there's only one positive review, and I think this person – I'm not saying they're on medication, but they probably – if they're not, they probably need to be. Because, I mean seriously. Uh, I have some bad news that goes with this movie too. It had a budget of $50 million and has already made 25.6. It's well on its way to making its money back, so there could be a sequel, which we don't need. It, a, callous cash, a callous cash grab that fully understands what a parent circa 2017 needs to keep the kids contained. Notice, not entertained, contained. contained. A soulless yes. endeavor and a painful viewing experience. Your kids deserve better. Your kids oh, – oh, here's a nice one. Excuse me while I scan my phone for the vomit emoji. That's a great review. Um, my God. That fits. Why? It, it's an awful, stupid, awful. bankrupt concept, and it's a, it's a shame that the people who made it won't go bankrupt. And, and Sony, really? Thanks a lot, Sony, for coming out with this. I'm, I'm sure there's a cross-promotion with, with Sony phones. Oh, I'm sure there is. On the bright side, I did not see an emoji trailer at Comic-Con. What, what I did see a trailer for, and this was absolutely unnecessary, was Fuller House Season 2 had a trailer at Comic-Con. Yeah, that's uh, which, why. Which, what, 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 what the hell for? Why? What was, what was the point of that? Um. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough of the no emoji clue. movie, and yes. enough of Fuller House. It's time to get right into the main news with the good, the bad, and the whatever. <laughs> Although we have some better news this week than that. We I should have done a one of the better versions. Anyway, I'm leading off with this one because I think it's awesome. Uh, the voice of Surtur in the Thor Ragnarok movie. And if you don't know who Surtur is, he's that big fiery demon Satan looking thing at the end of the trailer. The huge demon looking huge. thing. Huge. Bigly. 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 Yeah, there we go. Bigly. He's being voiced by Clancy Brown. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, oh. That's, that's sweet. Oh, that works. And yeah, if, if, if somehow you live under a rock and don't know who Clancy Brown is, um, you know what? My, one of my favorite things that he did was uh, in the Superman animated series, he was the voice of Lex Luthor. And oh yep. my God, that fit. 
Yeah. Uh, he was the Kurgan in Highlander. He was a cowboy in Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. You've seen him he, uh, in – actually, I think just about everything because he's almost to William Shallert status of guest starring in everything on the planet. Yeah, he only has 261 credits as an actor. <laughs> oh, at all. He's been around. Just a bit. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful voice. Looking forward to looking forward to hearing him in this. I know we're not going to actually see him. You know what? I'll get over that. Um, other Marvel news that came out, and this is all after after last week's show. More stuff came out of Comic Con, like uh, the Infinity War is going to be the longest of the Marvel films. Which, with as much of a cast as uh, as big a cast as this has, it kind of yeah. needs to be. Um, that made sense. I understand that. Um, something else that came out, and this threw me off. Oh dear! And it's starting to play a trailer. Stupid link. <laughs> later, I would say later this month, but this month doesn't start for two days. So later in August, coming soon to a TV near you is uh, the Netflix version of The Defenders, which is still part of the Marvel Universe, just on a smaller scale. Let's put it in New York. Reviews have started coming in for it because some people got a hold of it ahead of time, and I'd like to be one of them, so Netflix, send it to me. Uh, (laughs) Hint, hint. The reviews I have read on this so far have said this was a series worth waiting for you are going even if you didn't like iron fist you will like this you'll even like iron fist in this uh, apparently because he gets beat up a lot you know what fine Dang. don't care I, this is this is a series I've been looking forward to because I was always a bigger fan of the defenders than I was the Avengers and I like the Avengers I like what they're doing with it but you know, hey, a Defender series, it, it's just, I mean, it's missing a few characters. Fine. You know, Beast isn't in it because he's still owned by Fox. Those bastards. Um, yes, they are. <clears throat> but you know what? That's fine. It, it's, it's a series I've been looking forward to. I, I'm pretty sure you've been looking forward to it, too, even though you didn't care huh? for Iron Fist. You know, it's not that I didn't care for Iron Fist. It's just Iron Fist didn't didn't um, live up to it. Live up to the level of the f- the first three. You know, Iron Fist. If Iron Fist had been the first one, it would have been hey, that was pretty good. But considering how terrific Daredevil was, and then Jessica Jones raised the bar, and you know, Luke Cage raised the bar again, and then Daredevil two came out, and they threw in um, the Punisher. I mean, my gosh, you know, yeah. just get better and better and better. And then you drop down to the level of, hey, that's pretty good. So it's not that I don't like Iron Fist. It's that it's pretty good compared to awesome TV. So I'm not surprised that the Defenders raises the bar back up again. And, you know, it's Iron Fist as a supporting character. I can I'm, I can totally get into that. And hopefully they'll the part will be more interesting and hopefully the actor will be um, – more believable in fight scenes as he goes through more training or they film them differently, however you do it. So yeah, I'm totally on board with the defenders. I mean, this is 
extremely exciting. And the fact that the early buzz is that good, yes, that's that yes, is yes, yes, very, yes. very good. More, please. No kidding. Um, you know what's wrong with the defenders? Things. It's only eight shows. You know what? The, even the reviews I said or read said. <laughs> Damn you, Dr. Seuss. Even the reviews that I read said <laughs> that it did not need to be more than eight episodes. And that no, but you know, needs to be. that was something that the other series had is every so often they would kind of go and drag. But this one doesn't. So it needs to be 40, 40 episodes. 40 episodes. <laughs> with, with, five, with five different story arcs. Yeah, I totally I yeah, totally down with, with the concept of having – a story arc that fits into eight shows, that's that's absolutely wonderful. So I just want more of it, which I'm sure we'll get. Something else I'm looking forward to on TV, and I'm changing just slightly from Marvel to DC, is they finally released some some, some artwork from the new Young Justice series. Ah, cool. Uh Oh, looking forward to this because if you if you never watch the Young Justice series, I, I think it actually is on Netflix. It's an animated version, I think so. kind of Teen Titans, but so much better. Um, and it doesn't have that goofy yes. artwork that the Teen Titans series does. This is, I think, probably the bet. Actually, I was gonna say the bet. Nope, there's Batman the animated series. Just below Batman the animated series is this series. And as far as animated superhero stuff goes. This is an excellent, excellent series. And after season two, they just chopped it off on a cliffhanger, which killed me. But Young Justice season three is finally coming out only five years late. Thanks. Um, (laughs) This season is going to be called Young Justice Outsiders. And they're adding a few characters. Some of the characters are very oddly missing. Um, there was no concept art for Miss Martian. We don't know why. She could be in a series, and we don't know it. That's fine. But there's finally artwork, which means the show is finally coming soon. Very happy about that. Um, something else I'm interested, very quite happy about, uh, comes out of the Doctor Who world. They were talking. There was a, a thing this week about who was your favorite. Com- well, let's see. How was your favorite companion? leaving the show or something like that, you know, and went through all the companions of Dr. Who and ranked, Oh, this one had the best exit from the show. And on the list was Pearl Mackey who played bill this season. And I I would have liked an explanation as to why her name is bill. That is my only complaint about the character. I I love the (laughs) character. It was an awful lot of fun. And it turns out she's going to be in the Christmas special this season. So she hasn't left yet. Get her off this list. Right. Um, there was a trailer though for it that came out at Comic Con. Did we see it? No, because it came out after last week's show. Uh, basically, the plot of the Christmas special is something is wrong with time. Well, it's a Doctor Who episode. Duh. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no kidding. Episode is called Twice Upon a Time. Comes out. Let's see the Christmas special. It's going to come out at Christmas. What a spectacular concept that is. I'm glad you brought up um, Doctor Who. I have, a, I have a question for you. Certainly. Rift Tracks, the guys who were originally on with Mystery Science Theater 3000, with as in created, 
they are doing a Rift Tracks version of Doctor Who, The Five Doctors. What do you okay. think of that concept? I mean, I don't understand doing a Rift Tracks version of something that's actually good. I mean, I can see how it works, but you're, you're kind of off track there, aren't you? I think the thing with it is that it was such a – see, the Five Doctors episode came out in 1985, if I recall correctly. And the special effects in it oh, of course. needed help. Well, the but, special I mean, effects in any with, Doctor with, Who show does. Exactly. The, Doctor Who is not so much about the special effects, although it's, it's nice to have some. Right. It was about the storylines, and you got to you had to use your own imagination to make it a little bit better than the visuals made it out to be. Right. So, um, <clears throat> I actually have the DVD of that uh, particular episode, and it's got a commentary track on it, where even the doctors who were on this commentary track are going, "Oh, look! Here comes Casper, the friendly ghost, to swoosh us away." Because that special <laughs> effect is really horrible. They make fun of it. They know already it doesn't look that spectacular. So, you know what? It, it, if they're making fun of it and you want to go right ahead, it's not like my you know, not like my opinion is going to count all that much anyway. But you know, or mine, or mine. But I mean, it seems rather odd to choose to me to choose that because typically they they choose films. Well, not typically. Always they choose films where nothing works. The performances are awful. The script is awful. You know, the production values, et cetera, et cetera. But just to, like, go after this because, wow, look at the cheesy special effects. Seriously? What, what a, you know, what kind of a production budget did they have for these things? 17 bucks? 1995. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Just like, oh, let's riff on this. It's like, I mean, to me, that's offensive is, is going way over the top. It's not offensive, but it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's not it's like, oh, don't mess with my Dr. Hugh. I, yeah, I would do it disrespectful. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's like I mean, the whole concept of Rift Tracks and Mystery Science Theater 3000, yeah, it's disrespectful at the core. I get that. But to, to me, it seems like you would go after something that has a lot more to make fun of. So I'm not quite sure how this is exactly going to work. This How about the Fantastic Four movies? Yeah, no kidding. And, and, and any of, course, of them. The issue is they can't really because they, they can't they can't afford the budget to get rights to do that. And plus, right. Fox Fox would kind of cry. So, but yeah, the stuff like that. Yeah. You know, geez. So anyway, off. I mean, you could do a Star Trek episode because their special effects. I mean, before. Yeah. Have you seen what they did with the, the original series when they upgraded it to uh, Blu-ray? I have not. Where they went back and they have gone back and redone, uh, if not all, a vast majority of the special effects. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so when <clears throat> when you have the Enterprise fly up to a planet, it is no longer a ship on a wire flying up to a blurry marble in the distance. It's the Enterprise flying up to a planet, which might take some people out of it a bit, but the way they've yeah. done it, it works really well. I'm, I'm very happy with the way they did that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool, but I mean, at the time, that was the most expensive TV series. I mean, oh, they, yeah. it was $100,000 an episode, which is why – that's why it got canceled. 
because it was so damn expensive to make. Exactly. And they weren't they weren't getting the ratings they were hoping for. And of course, history has proven they maybe made a mistake. But you know, for maybe. the amount of money they were they were putting into it, they weren't getting the return. So it made perfect sense that they said, "Okay, we've had enough." So it wasn't like they were running out of low budget. It was just that was that was state of the art for the time. Absolutely. Anyway, um, let's see. Skipping to some stuff that I'm going to call both good and bad news. Uh, it comes out of Warner Brothers, who are going to go back and do $25 million of extensive reshoots on the Justice League films. I think that's the good news part of this. Yeah, The bad I agree. news is, uh, have you heard about Henry Cavill in this? Because they kind of said, yes, Henry Cavill yes. is going to be in the Justice League movie. <laughs> I, I am so... I am so amused by this. Uh, Henry Cavill let, finished the Justice League shooting and went off to start shooting Mission Impossible 6, which is MI6, so that should be taking place in London, I would think. Anyway, I digress. They won't, they won't do that. For the Mission Impossible 6 movie, uh, he's grown a big, bushy Tom Selleck mustache. Well, Superman doesn't have a mustache, so now we have Mustache Gate as to what they're going to do with Henry Cavill and his facial hair appliances. Um, yeah, whoops. It just strikes me as funny. Nothing, That's no, hilarious. there is not big news. I, I think it is. So yeah. basically yeah. the second half of the filming, he's going to have a fake mustache because, yeah, you're not going to grow that oh. back out that quickly. They're, yeah, they're having to digitally remove it for the Justice League because it's in his contract for the for the Mission Impossible movie that he had to have facial hair. They were oh, not going to really? go with an appliance. So at least that's the last thing I I read about it, which is interesting because he's jumping between two different sets rather frequently, obviously. Yeah. Because otherwise he could he could wrap up one and then shoot the other. Apparently, uh, the schedule does not allow for that. So uh, but seriously, how much can the special effects budget be to have to take a mustache off somebody, considering the budget that Justice League has? So, you know, throw another couple million just to get rid of his mustache. But it is pretty sure, damn funny. Not. It is pretty it is. funny to, to do that. And also odd that really, we, you can't just like put on a fake mustache on this guy. It has to be his. That seems really bizarre too. Blame Tom Cruise. I'm sure he's at he's at fault somewhere. Or Tom Selleck for setting the standard. There, that too. Actually, speaking of facial hair, there's a movie that leads off the bad news this week. Yay! Uh, do you remember me mentioning a movie called Lucky Logan a few weeks ago? I do. Uh, that brought Steven Soderbergh out of retirement to do a NASCAR-related heist film. Well, they've apparently filmed, an, if not all of it, an awful lot of it. Uh, it's coming to cinemas on August 18th, and somehow they just found out that screenwriter Rebecca Blunt doesn't exist, which just confuses the crap out of me. Uh, she apparently is the one who wrote the script for everything, but no one can find any trace of her existence. Uh, no one has actually met her including uh, Steven Soderbergh himself or, you know, anybody. No <laughs> one has met this woman. So uh, 
<laughs> if you happen to know the existence of Rebecca Blunt, please contact anybody related with the film because it's wow. Emily. It's Emily. Uh, that's an actually that's much more interesting than probably the actual film will be. I mean, uh, oh, I'd likely, yes. Soderbergh, it should be a pretty interesting movie, actually. But what a weird thing. <laughs> who who um, turned in the script that didn't want their name attached to the script? Or this was a test case to see. Eh, it'd be interesting to see how this how this goes. Uh, let's see, other bad news we had this week. James Cameron says he wants to make the make a new Terminator trilogy. And mm. my only response is no. Because you said you were going to make a series of Avatar movies, and you haven't even started filming those things yet. Finish one, then you can work on the next ones. If people still like you right now, I don't finish your films. Do your homework, young man. The best. No dinner for you until you finish. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that I'm not sure that we need more Avatar films, frankly. I mean, I liked it a lot, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, best thing ever, like most people were. But we sure don't need more more Terminator movies. I mean... No. Uh, something else we don't need more of. Uh, there was talk this week with the daughter of Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are talking about making a new Ghostbusters movie using the original cast, including Egon... And they're just going to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin him into a movie. Now, uh, his daughter, uh, Violet Ramis, sorry, Violet Ramis Style, or Steel, I'm not sure which it is. It's got an I in it. Uh, she says, quote, it's bizarre. Personally, for me, it is hard to imagine that people would accept it, but who knows? The technology now is amazing. I try to think what would he would have thought if it if it's great and it works, then good. If there's a problem, then obviously no. I have a problem, so no, don't do that. <laughs> it's it just uh, not there yet. We're eventually going to get to the point where we get to, we get a sequel to Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll happen. Hopefully not while I'm alive, because. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not let's not go that route. Yeah, I, I really don't want to want to see this. I just don't. I'm not interested in it in the slightest. Um, let's see other things, and, and I, I threw some stuff into the whatever category. Brainiac, Doomsday, Hawkwoman, and Adam Strange are scheduled to appear on the Krypton TV series. Do you care? No, because I don't care about the Krypton series whatsoever. Me neither, Adam. Adam Strange, now that's an interesting inclusion. I would much rather see an Adam Strange series than that would Krypton. Because, you know, like we said last week, Krypton, hmm, how is this one going to end? What's the point? The I don't, I don't I freaking care. And I no. didn't like the, the any of the Krypton sequence for Man of Steel. It was just so ugh. I didn't care for it in the original uh, Superman series, uh, movies with Christopher Reeves, where Marlon Brando himself played Jor-El. And I guess kind of went, everything's too white. Turn it down. Turn it down. Get him off the planet. <laughs> it's going to blow up soon. Quite true. Just from the, just 
probably because the white balance was that's what really did it was the white balance was so off far off in Krypton. Uh, but it inspired a young James Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, and inspired a young Michael Bay to uh, overlight everything. Yeah, maybe we can go back and maybe Superman can fly around the planet and go back and have Michael Bay change, go into a different career. Please. That could happen. I wish it would. Um, let's see. Jared Leto is talking about playing the lead role in the Bloodshot movie. If you don't know Bloodshot, think Deadpool. But Bloodshot came out first. So there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm just saying. A little bit of a ripoff of somebody, maybe, just because he's maybe. in a different comic group? No, can't be. That would never happen. Uh, let's, <clears throat> Amy Schumer was scheduled to play Barbie in an upcoming movie. But she said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And now the top choice is Anne Hathaway. Does that make any sense to you? No. Okay, me neither. I'm, I'm not quite sure why you're making a Barbie movie. What's the plot going to be? Ken, get in the car. Mm, yes, Barbie. Ken, let's go to the beach house. <clears throat> yes, Barbie. Although, although, how many Transformers movies have there been? Too many. Yeah, I, well, I agree on that. And we have an emoji movie. So I'm not about to say, oh, yeah. how can they make a Barbie movie? So. Well, they made a Lego movie, and that worked. So Totally worked. Who knows? That was an excellent movie. As was it, the Lego it, Batman it, movie. Except for Will Ferrell. Actually, you know what? I got to see the Lego Batman movie, and I got to say, there was a reference in it that I was not expecting. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw this out as quickly as I possibly can. Danny Elfman quite famously did the theme to the Tim Burton Batman movie. And from there, it went on to do just bajillions of scores, and that's wonderful. But do you know his previous career before doing movie scores? Oh, yeah. Totally. Oingo Boingo. Lead singer and, I guess, rhythm guitarist for Oingo Boingo, which I think is still a a really fun band to listen to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, they have a – at the beginning of the Lego Batman movie, there was a character uh, uh, driving home from work – Oh, he's really nice. I hope nothing bad ever happens to him. And he's in the car singing, nothing bad ever happens to me. That is an Oingo Boingo song. So it's referencing Danny Elfman, who did the soundtrack in the Batman movies. There's an obscure (laughs) reference for you. That I am one of, I think, six people on the planet who went, ooh, ooh, I get that one. Yeah, I didn't get that one. That's awesome. Um. Speaking of things that Danny Elfman did the soundtrack to, uh, directed David, direct, directed? Directed David Silverman. Yeah, that's it. Director David Silverman says that Simpsons 2, the movie, is in early stages of development. Did we need that? Mm. I'm not sure we needed that. I, I, I liked it, but I don't know that we really need it. But then again, how, how many movies that are out there do we really did we need? So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, again, going back to the Emoji movie, much more okay. on board with The Simpsons 2. Absolutely. And I don't even like The Simpsons. So, yes, please, hint. Just absolutely ridiculous. There's, um, And I wanted to end with this because this is going to be a segue. I sent you a, a, an email you did. a couple hours ago with an image in it. It yes, comes did. from the Internet Movie Database. Um, now, if you go to, go to IMDb occasionally, you're going to find um, – 
that in the back, they have the main center column where they keep everything, and usually the left and the right of the screen are blank. But every so often, a big movie comes along and buys some ad space on either side of the, uh, of the main column. And they did this Friday, and it's gone now, but I have a screenshot, so it exists. I'll put it on the website or something. The, the background for IMDb showed on the left side a man who appears to be kind of crawling on the ground, and his jacket may or may not be on fire. On the right side, there's a soldier with his head buried in the sand with an explosion behind him and a quote on top that reads, Hands down, the best motion picture of the year, Chris Nashanti Entertainment Weekly. What is missing from this advertisement? <laughs> I don't know, maybe the title? Maybe the title of the movie. Because I'm looking at this going, it could be it could be Dunkirk. It could be Valerian. I can't tell. They forgot to put the name of the movie. That's kind of like, buy our soft drink. Our soft drink is spectacular. Which one is it? We're not going to tell you. It, it would have it worked if it had been a highly recognizable actor that they used. And it's not. It's, it's one not, of the fresh young him, but I don't know who he is. of Dunkirk. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of kind of an interesting thing too. Very odd. Uh, I have do, I do have a couple things I want to touch on before we jump into other things that fit in with the good, oh, okay. the bad, and the ugly. Some news about the It movie. Uh, oh, yes. It, the big trailer came out. The big trailer came out. Um, it looks uh, quite scary, which is a good thing. It should be scary because it's a scary movie. Um, oh. I had, I did have a thought about it. I wonder how many people will not go see it because they're terrified of clowns. And here's a terrifying clown movie, so that'd be interesting. I suspect quite a few. Uh, there's good news, and there's interesting news. The the first person that they wanted to play Pennywise, and I really wish this had happened, but apparently this person was uh, committed to filming and could not uh, be digitally altered, unlike uh, Henry Cavill. They wanted Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill and his mustache to play Pennywise. They wanted Tilda Swinton to play Pennywise. That yeah, long pause. Me, I'm trying to picture that. That would have made me 500% more interested in seeing the movie because they just have this random Skarsgård guy who's who was in the Allegiant films and it's just and not saying he might not be a terrific actor but there's really no evidence of acting whatsoever in the trailer because they just have him popping bump out of water and looking scary so who knows if he even has any lines at this point um he does I heard him speak and it's not the voice that I would have chosen yeah I'm not surprising Tilda Swinton would have been awesome. That would have been terrific. So that's kind of one of those, gee, too bad that didn't work out. The good news, the awesome news, is the thing I really, really hated about the book It, which was terrific for, I don't know, 700 pages and then turned to crap for the last 50. The same as the miniseries. There's no okay. freaking um, – this may be a spoiler if you – actually, it's not much of a spoiler because it's not in the movie, so for, what, for whatever. There's no damn turtle. Thank God. The, the, the director is on record as saying he didn't really like the turtle, the whole turtle part. 
And so he decided we're not going to go that way. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That makes me 400% more interested in seeing it because that turtle was the worst ending of any Stephen King book ever, including the ones where it just peters out and nothing really happens. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was apparently Bill. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I was just going to say it was just a, a terrible ending in the book and a terrible ending in the the two-part mini-thing that they did back in the 80s. The mini-thing, yes. So, yes. oh, my God, this makes me very happy. Now I may actually go see the damn thing, although so far not impressed with Pennywise because every every single image, he's incredibly evil. Like, that's not how you play it. But he's got balloons. Okay. You can tell. Yeah, the balloon is scary. The balloon is more scary than the clown because he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. He's terrifying. But what's more terrifying is the the insinuation of the happy, apparently nice, Tim Curry version. I, it's kind of like it, from the trailer, they don't get it. No, because because who would who would go to this clown? Nobody. That was the point. The clown was seductive. That's why he was a clown. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, apparently Bill Skarsgård is the uh, son of Stellan Skarsgård, who we actually know as yes. from, from, like from the Marvel movies and several eight, seven or eight billion other things that uh, he was in At with least. Clancy Brown. Yeah. Quite true. Okay, so uh, you want to review a movie or two? Because we each sure. saw some movies this week that that uh, sure. Probably should be talked about a little bit because I'm sure people want to see some of these movies. And then I have other things that I'll jump back to. Uh, but first, oh, I'll, I'll just start with Dunkirk. No, 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 no. We'll get back to it later. Uh, I'll start with okay. Dunkirk since we've talked about it a couple times already. Um, I don't know if I can say it's an entertaining film. In the same way that I don't know if Saving Private Ryan was an entertaining film. It's a, it's an excellent movie. I don't think it's as good as Saving Private Ryan. But a lot of people do. A lot of people think it's even better. It's a great war movie. Uh, looks fantastic. Uh, you know, Christopher Nolan kind of should, right? Um, right. The, the special effects are absolutely top-notch, and I don't think much of it is digital because Nolan likes practical effects. You can tell that several of the effects, like big ships capsizing, they're practical effects, meaning, oh, let's build a ship and turn it on its side. Um, and it, it it looks amazing. Though the one problem I had, it's three different stories that are intercut. They start on the beach of Dunkirk one week, and then they cut to a fisher. He's a I don't know if he's a fisherman or whatever, but a, a gentleman who has his own boat, and he's part of the private flotilla that Churchill asked to go rescue our fine young men, the four hundred thousand men who were stranded on the beach in Dunkirk and that's one day and then they cut to some RAF pilots Royal Air Force pilots one hour and these three different stories stream and eventually mesh together and meet at the end of the film it's a very cool structure it's a little confusing at a couple points because you're jumping from one scene at night to a scene at day and then you remember oh yeah this is they're not up to that point yet it all ties in at the end yeah. yeah, it's it's really really good. In a in a way, to me, there's not quite enough characterization 
because you don't really learn much about very few of the characters because basically they're just reacting to the situation. So it didn't quite have enough moments like Saving Private Ryan did where you got to learn more about these soldiers. So to me, and again, to me, that element was missing. But highly recommend the movie. Looks fantastic. You do care about the characters. It just would have been nice to know a little more about the characters. But a, a, a spectacular movie. Really, really good. But again, um, even though, spoiler alert, most of them made it mm-hmm. because history, uh, to me, it still really wasn't uplifting despite the fact that it's a happy ending just because it was so grim and so many bad things happen in it, uh, which is not a bad thing because it's a, it's a war movie. Bad things happen. So definitely recommend it, but it, it will pull on your emotions quite a bit for sure. Heartstrings. Exactly. That, that, movies like that, are, I'm kind of leery of seeing because I, I know that you know, I know how it's going to end up eventually, you know, with who right. wins the war and everything. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of leery about going into a movie where I'm going to go, I'm pretty sure a lot of these characters are going to be dead. Yeah. I don't want to like <laughs> them because, you know, then it's going to make me sad. And, eh. and, and the, but at the, same the, way time, this, the way the suspense is built is, is great because the way everything finally comes together at the end. And you're not sure because it's a war movie who's going to make it. Who might not? I mean, it's so it's brilliantly done, and you do care about the characters again, like I said. It's uh, very good. It's just they just don't have enough time to give you a better picture of who they are. Would you like to watch a movie where you might care about some of the characters, but you're more interested in the action that goes on with it? Often, because uh, <laughs> I watched a movie yesterday. Woo! That wow! It, it did not turn out the way I was expecting, because well, it, it started off. Let, let's go with it's a Guy Ritchie movie, which is uh-huh. really weird. And I'm wondering if Guy Ritchie has a sister whose name is Gal Ritchie, and then Gal Ritchie, <laughs> right? Uh, who I'm sure could work on the movie. Gal Ritchie has a son, and we're going to call him Nephew Ritchie. And Nephew Richie did the makeup for this movie. And Nephew Richie married uh, Marion Ross's character, uh, the widow from Happy Days. That makes him Richie Cunningham. And the reason I'm doing all this is because it's going to make just about as much sense as this movie did. Um, I think just about everybody is at least vaguely familiar with King Arthur. I, I would hope but so. There was a, the, the, the movie King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, I'm going to tell you, it is actually a fun movie to watch. But That's follow the first me rule. on this plot trail. <clears throat> it, it, the movie started out with Modred, Mordred, however you want to pronounce his name, Morphine, whatever, attacking Camelot uh, under the rule of Uther Pendragon, Arthur's dad. Now, it could have been Camelot. It could have been Isengard. I couldn't really tell. <laughs> and he was attacking it with Oliphants that got a hold of some Mario Brothers mushrooms. Mm. I don't remember that being in the story. Um, eventually, Uther was slain by his brother, really, 
And Arthur gets put in a boat, becoming Moses. Hmm. And the boat somehow wandered through the set of Prometheus for some reason. I haven't figured that out. Um, he grew <laughs> up with kind of – it's not going to get any better. He grew up with kind of this Oliver Twist, Rufio from Hook upbringing. Uh, became kind mm-hmm. of this old underworld gangster lord, really. Uh, Jude Law's character, really. Jude Law's in this movie, too. He was made the king because he was the brother of Arthur who betrayed, or I'm sorry, brother of Uther, who betrayed Uther Pendragon. And I had to pause it at this point because 37 minutes into the movie, we finally find out his name is Vontagard. And I don't remember that name being in the Arthur mythology, and I haven't found it anywhere yet. No. Let's not worry about that. Jude Law is king. Sure, why not? And do you know where he got his power from? Do you know where he got his power to defeat Uther and Excalibur? Mm, Ready? Sure. He made a deal with Ursula from Little Mermaid and her two sisters. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, at, at one point, they captured King Arthur uh, just after he pulled the sword from the stone, which, of course, made him pass out. Huh? Um, which allowed Jude Law to make Darth Maul's speech from episode one. The one that was cut, because otherwise it would have made Darth Maul more than just eye candy. It might have made him an interesting character, but it wasn't there, so it didn't, really. Um, let's see, there was a lot of people who were saying, yes, hail king, hail king, only they looked like they were doing the Heil Hitler thing, which, ooh, ooh not a No. Arthur escapes and becomes Robin Hood and is sent on a quest by a mage who is not Merlin to unlock the power of Excalibur, where he encounters large bats and other R.O.U.S.s. Yes, that is a Princess Bride reference. <laughs> before fighting off some giant wolves on top of Weathertop. Hmm. Back to the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, if you can follow all this, including a very bizarrely filmed chase scene where it seemed like we were just getting close-ups of the people running away who were holding selfie sticks on themselves don't know why. It was filmed very weird. Um, so look, the, the way I'm going to phrase this is, if you want a good King Arthur movie that is true to the legend, this isn't it. But <laughs> it is a fun movie. Uh, they were just using the King Arthur name to make money. Unfortunately, it only grossed about $40 million domestically and cost $175 million. So good use of the name. Well done. Um, it was a fun movie, but holy cow, there was a lot of stuff in it that made you go, I'm sorry, what movie am I watching again? It, it was it just, it's bizarre. It's but fun. It does sound bizarre. fun. Fun and entertaining, which is good because the trailer looked fun and entertaining. But then I read the reviews and I was like, hmm, yeah. And Guy Ritchie is is uh, he's problematic because a lot of his movies are fun, but then a lot of his movies are trash. So it's always kind of, kind of, kind of iffy. Um, it does sound fun. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> and written, written by Rebecca Blunt. But that makes me, yeah. that makes me want to see the movie. Cause it does sound fun. To, to although just idea, a complete mess. To, to give you an idea, the, the, one of the really bizarre things about it, as if there wasn't enough, it turns out the sword 
or the stone that the sword was stuck in was actually Uther Pendragon himself, who managed to stab himself in the back before turning into a rock. So make sure you take enough weed with you before you watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, wow. Yeah, that is, that is a wow. Um, okay. Uh, I will go back to the other movie I saw this weekend, <laughs> which was also Hopefully. very entertaining, but was not weird and trippy and strange. It did not feature someone pulling a stone, a sword out of their dad, who was a rock. Um, right. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Um, it's been compared to the, the, the female version of John Wick. It is not the female version of John Wick, which, I'm, which is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. There, there are several action sequences which are amazing and over-the-top and awesome, like John Wick. However, this is more of – this is – I would say this is – take an espionage film, throw in the usual suspects, and John Wick. So it has lots of action, but there's a lot more plot going on and a lot more subterfuge and suspense going on than in, than in John Wick. And, I mean, John Wick has a very simple plot structure. You, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. That's it. That's all there is to John Wick. All you need to know you about the plot. You beat up my dog in my car. Kill him. Kill him. That's yeah. it, which is perfect because it works because that's the kind of film John Wick is. Atomic Bond is a very different kind of movie. I mean, there's, there's this deep espionage plot going on, which you can – if you choose to ignore, you can because there's enough action. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to watch her beat the hell out of several guys in some interesting ways and shoot people up. I mean there's this long, incredible action sequence, which turns into a car chase and all – Seemingly in one take. I mean, it's just brilliant. Uh, Charlie's Throne is awesome in this movie. It's a really fun movie. But again, there's there's more going on, so you can't just like unplug your brain like you can for John Wick. And again, not knocking the John Wick films. Those are awesome movies. But you do have to kind of pay attention. And there are many, many twists in this film. And this is not a spoiler alert, but you know she comes out okay at the end because the framing is she's being interviewed about the events that happened, which are the film. So she's telling you what happened in this, in this room being interrogated. Uh, super fun movie. Awesome soundtrack. It, it is 89, so it has all this late 80s Euro pop music, which is a great soundtrack. I have heard a lot of soundtrack, and I it's yeah. stuff I've already got that I listen to anyway. I like it. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. It's not quite to the point of Baby Driver where the soundtrack is actually like a character, but it's, it's close. Yeah. So it's definitely it's, – it's driven by the music. So the soundtrack – I mean if you don't like that music, you ain't going to like the movie because there's a lot of it. But great movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, much more enjoyable than Dunkirk. Doesn't mean it's a better movie, but if you're looking for an entertaining movie, you want to pick Atomic Blonde. And by the way, you might not want to take the kiddies because there is lots of extremely gory violence. And, you know, some people are dumb, like the lady who sat two rows in front of me with her five-year-old and her eight-year-old watching Deadpool. Don't do this with Atomic Blonde either, dumbass lady. Because there's incredible amounts of gory violence. There's some very hot sex scenes with lots of nudity. So 
I'm just saying, if that kind of stuff bothers you, don't see the movie. You have been warned. Yeah, however, if you're a normal human, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> Actually, that was something I missed. Forgot to mention about King Arthur. If you like Celtic music, you'll love the soundtrack. Oh, cool! Oh, cool. So all the music is, is Celtic chase scenes, and you kind of go, "Ooh, I don't know that I would have chosen that, but I like it." So it was good. That's awesome. And actually, Atomic Atomic Blonde is something I was looking forward to seeing because it's supposed to end up being a a series. Oh, so easily. Oh, easily. I'm I'm curious. Easily. I want is, I, if, I want to see that. Again, back to box office, if it makes enough money. Um, right now, it looks like it will make enough money. I mean, at the opening, it's only $18 million, which is not huge, but it's from Focus Films, which those are small pictures, had a $30 million budget. That's, that's nothing. So, so far, it's pocket change. Yeah, worldwide, it's made $25. It, it'll make its budget back easily. No problem. I mean, John Wick, it's actually ahead of John Wick, the first film. John Wick didn't make a ton of money either, so no. there will there will be zero problems for them for a a sequel to Atomic Blonde, and again, just a super cool, fun movie. It definitely lived up to my expectations, which were quite high. I had I I saw another movie as well, and my expectations. Well, I didn't have any expectations going into it because I didn't know where it was going to go. Uh, the film was called Flight, which I didn't realize was a WWE film, because that might have actually made me go, you know what, never mind. <laughs> um, but I, I, as soon as the WWE logo came up, I went, oh, no, it's one of those. But I watched it anyway. Um, it's about a character named Bo, who is a, a young Los Angeles high school graduate, uh, got a scholarship for doing not, – not for playing sports, be, doing smart things, which – Got to like that. But he can't take Definitely. it because his mother died. And someone has to take care of his little sister because his dad had died previously. Uh, so he makes his money doing street magic and selling drugs for, uh, well, basically it's uh, Burton Gooster from Psych or Dulé Hill, however you want to call him, who I would not have chosen to be a, a drug lord. Because I'm so used to seeing him in Psych, it was actually just taking me out of the movie because whenever he came on, I kept expecting him to get punched in the face and start whining about it. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, Not sad. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil some of this for you. Yay. At the beginning of the movie, we see him – we see Bo doing something with a wound on his shoulder, and it looks like someone has grafted some kind of device – into him, which kind of makes you, makes you go, is that how he's doing the floating ring trick with magic and stuff? And the answer is yes. Uh, and we don't find that, I mean, until the end of the movie. So I spent most of it going, and what the hell is the thing in his arm? In this scene, no. All right, what's in his arm? It's a, he put an electromagnet in his own arm, ran wires to his fingers, so he could do electromagnetic tricks like making things levitate and stuff. Uh, but in the story, he skims some of the drug money so he can get out of L.A. so he can get a better school for his sister. Oh, But she gets kidnapped because the drug dealer found out. And so he turns to his high school teacher to get more power for his electromagnet. 
So they put two car batteries in a backpack, and ten minutes later, he's Magneto. Uh, really? He is, is he, with electromagnet in his shoulder that's infected? <laughs> Thanks for showing us that image. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that you know, it wasn't. It, it, it didn't really take off plot-wise. I mean, a lot of it is slow and plotting, and it didn't really take off until there's ten minutes left in the movie. Thanks. Mm, um, oh, wait, I forgot. He found a girlfriend, so there's a love interest. Oh, And she just loves getting off on his electromagnet that's built into his shoulder that's sticking out and infected. And Anyway, it's not pretty. Uh, did they set it up for a sequel? Yes, they did. So if I'm honest, wait till the sequel comes out because that should be interesting because I've just told you everything you needed to know about Slight. <laughs> um, Here's the know, question. They made it with a budget... A budget yes. of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They made almost four million. They win. There can be a sequel. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Isn't that amazing? And it, it's not like it was a low quality thing. They put a lot of effort into that thing growing out of his shoulder. Um. <laughs> wow. But you know, it, if you have a good storyline. And I'm looking at the actors in this film, and the only one that I know from anywhere else is Dulé Hill, and I know him from Sight, which is not a an, I like Psych, but it's not you know a list must see television stuff, especially since it's not on anymore. Right. Um, so not a high dollar uh, cast, in other words, which is how you one reason no. one way you get a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Um. Which is fine. It's not like these. It's right. not like all the actors you look at and go, "Oh, this guy sucks. He sucks too, and so does she." They're all horrible. They're not. They're not. They're just, you know, not named yet. Right. Some time, I'm sure they will be. Uh, Jacob Lattimore played Bo. Did a. I think he did a great job. They just cool. needed to be. There needed to be more movie in this movie. Hmm. Does that make sense? I hope that makes totally. sense. Totally. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. So, anyway, you had other news things that you wanted to mention that I kind of glossed over because um, – No, 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 no. That's um, fine. There was some interesting news that came out about the Star Trek show, which Ooh. we have talked about a lot. Not Really not news about what it will be, but what it could have been. Uh, Brian Fuller was the original showrunner. He left because he had other projects like the Stars series American oh. Gods, which I have not had a chance to see. His original concept – was much more interesting. I liked it, it too. Was, yeah, it was going to be an anthology show, uh, much like American Horror Story. So like that, one season would be, we're going to do, for instance, Star Trek Discovery, and it'll be the prequel to the, the initial Star Trek. The next season, you know, maybe we would be in the world of... Next Generation. The Next Generation, and, and on and on. That would have been much more interesting to me. Not, and I'm not saying I'm not interested in, in this because this looks very interesting. Sounds very cool. What they are doing. I like the characters. I like the setting. But how much cooler would it be to see various stages of the Star Trek universe? I really, really like that concept. And it's a shame that CBS wasn't down with that. So apparently that had a much more to do with Fuller leaving 
than just that he had these other projects going. Um, I had interested in the bad news this week because I really wanted to see something like that. If nothing else, yeah. to just get a, hey, maybe we can actually finish the DS9 storyline because they, they did kind of yeah. leave it with a bit of a cliffhanger. Exactly. I mean, it would have been very, very cool to have seen this happen. And it's not like it can't in the future, obviously. Right. They can always come back and do this, and, and hopefully they think about it and say, yeah, that is a great idea. A, a service which is out there – this is very good news. A service which is out there, if you have a library card, you might want to check into something called Canopy. That's K-A-N-O-P-Y. A friend of mine said, hey, you might be interested in this. I've never heard of it. It is available through most public libraries. It is a streaming service, which, and again, this is not like Netflix or Hulu, but that's the whole point. Uh, they do have the entire Criterion collection available. They have lots of art house films, so more unusual films. The only restriction is you get five movies a month, which is how they keep the cost down, which is why it's free. That's the whole point. It is free. So five free movies a month. All you have to do is connect to your library card. Pretty cool. And again, that's K A N O P Y. I am Actually, looking at that now. You can uh, get it through your library, and I believe you can get it through Roku as well if you have one of those. You ha- you have to get it through the library through Roku. But it is. Oh, okay. You can stream it on Roku, and you can stream it on your phone, your tablet, anything, which is one of the very cool things about it. And I have used it, and the streaming quality is top notch. It looks awesome. So K A N O P Y. Excellent. Uh, the other news I have, and this is very, very bad. Uh, oh, no. A lot of people won't be interested in this, but for those of you who are, I, I, I talked about Shin Godzilla, which was the most recent Japanese Godzilla movie, which came out last year, which was awesome, which was released to American theaters in, limited, in a limited distribution in the original Japanese language with subtitles. Well, August 1st comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, blah, blah, blah. It's available right now. For digital purchase through Amazon, do not get the digital download. There's a problem with Shin Godzilla on Amazon, the digital version. Not the Blu-ray, but the digital version. It's the English language dub only. Ooh. And Amazon, for some reason, has chosen not to tell people it's the English language dub only and I was just flipping through reviews because I was just about to click the oh yes I'm going to purchase this for 19.99 why the hell would I not and I looked at some of the reviews and there's some one star reviews I'm thinking seriously every one star review do not buy this it's the English dub only they didn't say anything about the quality of the English dub but the whole point is why would you only release the English dub version when the Japanese language, the original language version, is going to be out there. And apparently it's even cut. So apparently they even cut scenes, did an English language dub, and didn't bother to tell anybody that. That's the real problem. So shame on you, Amazon, for being total dickheads. That is unbelievable. We can call them Amazon now. Yeah, no kidding. That's ridiculous because – I swear uh, – it's, it's not like I swear, but if I had spent 20 bucks on this movie and it was the freaking English dub, and if that's how you want to watch it, and apparently choppers are landing on my house. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> it's Amazon. Bezos is very upset. How dare you call it Amazon? Well, I'm the one yeah. who said that, and you're at the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an instant return because no. You, you don't take foreign films and then do English dubs. 
and then not tell people that? And why would you not have the original film available for digital anyway? That's unbelievably stupid. So that's a major no for Amazon. I'll agree. Circle gets the square. Ding. Not that anyone's going to get that reference, but that's okay. I make that joke a lot. No, I totally get it. Well, I always went for Charlie Weaver, (laughs) even though he's in the corner. There you go. So that sounds like we've come to the end of another episode of Cinema Savants. It do. Uh, tune in next week when you'll hear Dr. Bob say – yeah, I'm just I – don't, I, don't, I don't have anything for Dr. Bob, but, you know. It's <laughs> like, is there a new closing? I see no closing. Uh, well, apparently there isn't. I, I thought there might have been, but, yeah, I guess not. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, tune in next week. We'll have more stuff because that's what we do. Indeed, we watch we movies, will. so you don't have to. <laughs> but sometimes you should. Yeah. Goodbye. Cause can be. Good night, everybody. Ariel! Opa! Ride! Do you think they were let me live in Montana? I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.